welcome to another episode of Lifted. We're really excited. We have Tony here. We also have Aunt Thomas. Um, and we are going to get started with a couple of bars. So with that, I'm going to flip it over to Aunt. Word. Um, I'm Aunt Thomas. I'm about to spit uh, a verse off of my upcoming project, Only If It Makes Sense. Happy to be here with, with my bro, Tony Lee, man. He's about to bless y'all with some knowledge. But, um, <laughs> but before that, give y'all a few bars. Sunday chillin', what's the topic? I wanna be chillin' somewhere up in the tropics. Gotta watch for those when they out of pocket. Like watch for those who only want profit. I'm trying not to wild just to manage my optics. I'm trying not to wild just to manage my options. I seen real people lose from not being locked in. I'm talking dead or locked up. I came up with shotters. Trying to make the best out of them broken homes But it's hard when them L's keep on hitting home But coming up big in the clutch is all I know Timing is everything and we all won't go To make it this far off of some hoop dreams Had to believe in what I couldn't see Yeah, that's Dope. it Nice, 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 nice. Oh, you have like a strong presence, man. Like that's like we couldn't have started on a better note You feel me? You feel me? I felt like it was good because you know Tony that made it far. I feel like a lot of people believe through him yeah. on what his journey was through who. Right. And he inspired like younger dudes like me coming up. For Definitely. Real. And that's just real talk. Like we were competitive, we sparred with each other, but at the same time, I seen him at Robin Morris doing his thing and like we believed in basketball and it took us to different paths and like yeah. it's cool to be on an interview with him it's like yeah. it's dope yeah so thank you for having me of appreciate course. them balls too of definitely, definitely appreciate that heat yeah. exactly well thank you for being here um like i said we couldn't have started on a better note i love the energy and we're super excited to keep this pushing so thank you thank right. you so much we're right. aunt thomas um if you're looking for me i, I just released a, a new poetry video growing pains check it out oiimc.com if you want to check me out it's antthomas.com Tune in. And How yeah. about social? How do we find you on social, social media? Social media is Ant underscore Thomas, the number two, the letter F. Follow me, follow me, follow me. And Ladies and gentlemen, you know, following. I, I like, I double tap. I'm not, I don't scroll and not double tap. I double tap for real. So, Dope. you know, nice. double tap on winning on this side. Y'all follow him, man. You know what I'm saying? Follow, that is awesome. follow me. Well, super excited to have you. And with that, we're going to bring in Eric and get started with our interview right. with Tony. Um, so, ladies and gentlemen, today is an epic day. We have Tony with us. And we're bringing in the man of the hour, Mr. Eric Rivas. So, wasn't that cool? Yeah, it was. <laughs> that was it cool, was. man. I, um, so, for me, I, I reached out to him because he's a conscious type of hip-hop artist. Yeah. And for me, I, I, when I listen to music, that's what I listen to. Mm-hmm. I listen to a lot more as well, but I love hearing good people spit about good things. And I think right. it was a nice treat to start. Definitely was. I agree. Not too bad. I agree. But now, <clears throat> so now let's get into it. Uh, so we, we're here with Tony Lee. Thank you for, for supporting us again this week, Evelyn. Thank you for having me. Appreciate You're it. very welcome. Tony Lee, uh, I want to make sure I give him the proper introduction. Um, I remember growing up with Tony, and you know he was one of those kids that was very passionate about everything that he wanted to do, especially on the, on the basketball court. And I've looked at him and his progression for years to see where he was before and where he is today. And I can honestly say he's one of those people I look up to as one of those kids that grew up in the neighborhood and done some really good things. We're going to talk about his accomplishments. We're even touching on his family. 
um, and also that journey that it took for him to get to where he is today. So I want to then thank you for coming on, Tony. Thank you for having cool. me. I appreciate it. Definitely. Absolutely. So uh, let's get started. Ready? Right. Sounds good. Talk to me. Go so, Tony, you have quite the story, and I think that with any story, you always have to start at the beginning, right? Um, so you have a very well-tenured career. Um, so let's start with, you know, your passion for who? passion for basketball and really where that came from, where it stemmed from and where it started? Um, I guess it's probably just growing up in Mission Hill. Like I said, I've been playing basketball for my whole life. I mean, ever since I can remember, I've been playing basketball. And growing up in Mission Hill was a basketball development. Everyone in Mission Hill has game, so you, if you stick to it, you definitely you definitely would have some game. I can attest to that because they've tried to dunk on me. They've tried to cross me over. Um, I've been embarrassed a couple of times, um, and then I had to walk away shameful. So I was one of those guys that was always in the crossfire trying to protect my... No. You weren't a bad shooter yourself. You weren't a bad shooter. I had a moment there. I can live off that moment for the rest of my life, but... You know, I think that absolutely you was out there with the best of them. So, what made you, you know, you know, strive so well? Um, just just wanting to compete. You know what I mean? Just growing up and you know playing with the older guys who are much better, and just want to compete, want to try to be the best person I can be, and no matter what I did, and um, you know, definitely playing with the older guys who's bigger and stronger, you're definitely gonna gonna get the best out of you. So, just I think playing with the older guys is what made me actually really want to compete. So, I know competing is one part of you know I think basketball. Um, but, you know, it's also handling some of those issues going on on and off the court. You know, I think we spoke about how you were able to do certain things to do very well. Um, but talk about some of the outside, you know, support. Talk about the people that were very inspirational to you. Mentorship as well. Like I said, um, growing up in Mission, um, everyone down there was um, played a role into me, you know, becoming um, successful on the court. I mean, to name a few, I definitely have to throw out um, John Jackson, who was a huge father figure, huge mentor, huge idol, someone who I respected a ton. Um, also my high school coach, Jack O'Brien, who was another huge inspiration to me, a huge mentor, and someone who I looked up to. So just throwing those, those two names out there for sure were um, people who, um, who impacted me in a, in a large way. Yeah, no, I think that's huge, you know, and even with John being so inspirational, I know there's other guys in there too, you know, some of the other guys, I know Chuck. Oh, definitely Chuck, I mean, you know, um, uh, Poncho, who uh, passed away, Collins, who passed away, Jody Mercer, I mean, just Dorian, Dorian, Hector, Hector Stan. Hector. It's, it's a bunch of people, but if takes I had a village, to, right? definitely takes a village. But if I had to um, give the two people who um, probably made the largest impact, would be um, Jack O'Brien and um, John Jackson. Talk to me about some of those um, lessons that they gave you. Like, give me, you know, what some of the things. I knew you mentioned something about Jack earlier. Um, you had mentioned some of, you know, some important information they gave you. What was some of those, you know? Information um, well, just start off with John. John was probably the toughest coach I've ever played with, played um, played for, only because he was on me. He um, expected a lot out of me. He expected more out of me than I expected out of myself. So he would push me to limits where I didn't know that I can um, achieve. So that in itself made it um, difficult to play for him, but as well, uh, but as also it's a blessing to play for him. And um, you know Jack O'Brien, who was. Um, a huge um, impact in my life. He uh, taught me tons of things, and playing for him was was more, um, more, uh, more, a little more strict. Only because 
at that point I was in high school, so I'm becoming, you know, a high school student on my on, on my way of becoming a man. So he was teaching me other ways of, um, you know, disciplining myself and being on time and being respectful of your players and putting trust in your players. So that in itself was was a, was a lot. What is the biggest lesson you learned from these mentors that you've had? So like, if you can think back to the biggest thing, like one of those more impactful moments, what, um, what would it be? It would probably. It would probably be the time when, um, when um, my first day of school, when um, first coming into um, Charleston High, I was a freshman. My uh, first day of school was on a Wednesday, and I um, didn't show up for school. And uh, Jack O'Brien actually called me at my house and was um, screaming on me of why I didn't show up for school. And my response was, you know, it's the first day of school; it's not important. And I didn't want to waste the uniform because who started on the Wednesday? Hey, that's true. I don't, don't want to waste that fresh outfit. So Wait till Monday. Right, till Monday to bust out, to bust out that fresh, the fresh new outfit. So, um, but you know, I didn't go the first day. Um, he called me. He screamed on me. The second day, I didn't go. He called me again, screamed on me again, and persistent. Just, persistent. He was on me, and just he also told me the value of um, you know the, the the first impression. He said, you know, school started on this day. It's your first time attending high school. It's your first impression. He said, you know, the first time of anything is, is important. The first day you were born is important. The, um, the first time you were able to see your kids born is important. Is important. The, um, your kid's birthday is important. The first time of anything is important. So that stuck with me for, for a long time. And I still, um, I still um, follow that, follow that um, the rule now until this day. So for me, that's pretty cool. So let's just thank John and Jack for everything you guys done. I think we're another testament of what you guys do on an everyday basis. Um, so appreciate that. So as you continue this journey, you know you had an opportunity to attend school because of all the support you received. Talk to me about what school you decided to go to, and then we can celebrate some of your successes as well. Um, definitely. I um obviously went to high school, Charlestown High. I played four years there. Um, left Charlestown, went to college. I went to Robert Morris on full scholarship. And there I um, had an unbelievable career. I set and broke a ton of records there. I um, was inducted to the Robert Morris Hall of Fame, which is um, a huge accomplishment for me and one of the biggest ones for me. Um, well so, done. Well done, sir. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I think I think for you to go to school and to be able to accomplish that type of feat is a super celebration. Um, because it shows that you were able to finish school, get your degree, right? And then they also turn out to be, uh, you know, a, a jersey in that rafter. Definitely. That's going to be your legacy in that school. And nobody could take that no from you. Nobody could take that. And they right? would be there forever. Correct. In that, in that journey, I think, you know, we were talking about this earlier, that yeah. journey, right? That's that college journey. You know, I think there's a lot of difficulties in there that isn't always mentioned, like kind of like misconceived that it's kind of easy, right. right? To be a ball player in school. Talk to me about some of those hardships and, and what... Oh, it's definitely not easy. I mean, you know, going to college and just being a student in itself is difficult. And yeah. um, playing ball in itself is difficult as well. So when you put both of them together, it makes it, you know, that much more harder to to, um, to excel. And definitely, um, you know, if you want to be... Like me, I want to be the best I can be no matter what I do. So I want to be the best student I can be. I want to be the best basketball player I can be. So if I'm trying to be the best at both, it's definitely you know, that much difficult, that much harder to, um, to achieve my goals. So, yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, keeping a GPA and maintaining a GPA while also trying to maintain the mental agility that comes with the game itself is, is hard. Absolutely, absolutely. So, you know, I think in our warm-up we talked about, um, you know, just being at the library and, you know, trying to, to also perform 
on an educational level? What are some of the sacrifices or what are some of the hard times um, that kind of came into play when it came to the um, educational side? It would definitely probably, it's funny you brought up the library. It would definitely probably be the library because... Um, I've never been in a library until I got to college. When I got to college, I used to, they had to kick me out of the library only because I was there too long. The library was closing and I was still there trying to study and prepare myself to, to be the best student that I could be. So My perception when you hear that is like, you're working hard in the gym. What's your, like, like literally, I thought the first thing Tony would mention in this conversation as far as some of the hardships in school was like the gym part of it. But as you yeah, can see, it's the, the other side is the student part of it. Oh, definitely. Right? And I think that's the part that we're trying to project where if you're, if you're trying to go for these type of aspirations, understand how important school is early on, how, it's, you know, how influential it could be, and, you know, how much it's going to help you on the other side of basketball. And definitely, and, you know, when you're in, in a college level, you know, I mean, you're a student athlete. You know, Legit. student becomes students before the athlete for a reason it's just it's not that way by accident you're so you can't just skate through just being a good ball player absolutely not you can't you can't play ball if you're not you're not participating at a high level in the classroom i just want one more to piggyback that because i want again a learning point for for most i know you, you do very you know you're, you're doing well you know you got a good family but i know in college they had opportunities that you didn't like quite take full advantage of that maybe mm -hmm. the next generation could what were some of those Opportunities. I know there's some uh, financial. Um, like, definitely, probably be right. Just like you said, yeah. um, probably the financial literacy classes. I um, I didn't take one in college, and I wish at this point I probably would have took one just to you know gain a little information on um, education, on um, you know protecting protecting your money, saving money, and the value of money and value of credit, and you know I mean preparing yourself for the next level and the next uh, wave of life after college. I wish I definitely took advantage of some of those um, financial literacy classes. Only, and the only reason why I bring that up is because I had to figure out the hard way, too. I went to the bank, and they were like, listen, you know, you, your credit's not good. And I tell people this. Right. I don't have no shame in my game when it comes to this. Like, I couldn't believe it. I'm like, what do you mean my credit? Like, what? Like, and I don't know your situation. We don't have to get into it. But I just know for me, when I saw that, I'm like, wow, that's an opportunity there. So just we're projecting that message to everyone. Like, looking, if you get an opportunity to take those classes, take it because it will make things Absolutely. just a little bit easier for you. There's nothing wrong with it. Yeah, it's like the foundations, the basics that you need to really enter into adulthood successfully um, and really manage money and have assets and leave a legacy for the future to come. Definitely, I agree 100%. I think all the studying that you did and all the learning you did in school was, was also made you better at finance as well because you were just like, dude, I'm not going to let you know, like, once you had an opportunity to kind of handle your finances, you kind of took control and nailed it. Oh, definitely. And, um, you know, growing up, you see so many people, you know, um, have a lot of good things and then just lose them. So you say to yourself, you know, I don't want that to happen to me. I don't want that to happen right. to me. And the um, only way for that not to happen to you is to get in that situation and not allow it to happen to you. Mm. You know, I'm not saying sitting here saying that I'm that I manage my money the best way. I'm just sure, grown, right? But I've grown. I've learned to you know protect myself and protect um, the value of money. I like to, I like having those conversations. I know that now with my kids. I know with my kids. My daughter's 13, and we talk about it now. You know, just making sure that we get that done, so that she can try to get a head start. Yeah, those are important. Those conversations are very important. Yeah, definitely. So in terms of like, you know, let's kind of move into the next segment of your life. So, you know, dealing with college and having to balance your course load and definitely focus on the game uh, was a huge challenge. And you were super successful uh, for your tenor while you were in college as well. So moving on to the next segment, and that is overseas. Talk to us about being overseas and playing overseas and, you know, the, uh, the glory that kind of comes with that. Like, what were some of your favorite moments? Um, overseas was fun. I mean, it was fun. It, it, I traveled all over Europe. I um, 
The, um, the thing that probably my glorified moment was probably just getting over there, just being in a different different space, being in a different culture, and had to adjust to a different culture, and you know, at, at times, you know, value some of other people's values in their culture. You know, what I mean, growing up in our Mission Hill. In, in the city of Roxbury, you don't get a chance to value other people's culture and, and understand other people's culture. So just going over there and having to deal with that was 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 huge, and, and, and I'm definitely grateful. What are some of the um, I know that uh, what are some of the setbacks? What are some of the like hardships by by playing overseas? Um, some of the hardships was definitely probably learning being, a new language. Oh, definitely learning, <laughs> learning a new language, eating, eating new food. Like, what is this? Right, you said this chicken. It don't taste like chicken. Definitely, Can I, I agree. Get... You definitely have to, you know, I mean, figure that out once you get over there. It's almost like just taking you and putting you in a, an environment you know nothing about. You can't speak the language. Things you take for granted become problems. Becomes an issue. Like say walking to the store, getting the water. If you over there and you don't speak the language and you don't know where the store is at and you can't just get up and go to the store and get water. So things like that, you know, I mean, I, I value the most. And, and I definitely, definitely, truly blessed to go over there and, and have that experience. That's what's up. So in terms of um, just traveling to different countries, uh, where where would you say you learn the most from? In what country, like where, when you were playing? Um, learn the most? I would probably say probably Poland. I probably learned the most in Poland only because I learned a lot of their language. I learned... Um, how to, how to navigate um, throughout the city, how to, um, like I said, speak the language. So I was able to go into different places and place my order without having a problem. I was able to, you know, communicate with people walking down the streets. I was able to communicate with my Polish players. Um, so definitely there would probably be, would probably um, be, the, be, the, be the place. Is that where you learned finances? I know you said that's when you started to take finances a lot more serious. Was it in Poland? It was um, definitely probably not necessarily in Poland, but after college, you know what I mean? Okay. Just going overseas and being on your own, you gotta, you gotta try to figure it out. And I kind of. So you're dealing with like currency exchange. I'm dealing with currency. Saving it. Everything. You're dealing with everything every all at one point. At one point in time, you're dealing with, like I said, currency exchange. Dealing with not knowing the language, trying to figure out the language. You're dealing with with, with banking issues and walking to the bank and not mm -hmm. able to communicate to the person right. that you want to put this amount in the bank and you want to send this amount from. Your bank overseas to your bank in the states. Home, you know what I mean, yeah. so dealing with all that stuff and being on your own. You know what I mean? Got to find food and got to make friends. And how many languages have you encountered? Like, can you speak any of these languages? At this point, I can't really necessarily speak them <laughs> where I can have a conversation. But I know bits and I know words of um, the Polish language. Okay. But when I was over there in di um, different places, I've learned different words and how to navigate. But at this point, I've, I don't forgot them. It's been so long. <laughs> but I know a, a couple words of. All right, so you made it to these plateaus, um, then you transitioned back home. Talk to me about that transition back home. Um, the transition home was great. I mean, you know, I, I like to say it's one of my best transitions, only become, you know, only because you're becoming a man. And um, I came back home after seas. I had a daughter who's um, six years old now, who was amazing, and um, um, just becoming a man, being a being a father is one of the biggest joys of my life. So. Shout out to Tony being an amazing father. I gotta say that as well. Um, every time I see him, he's with his kids. Every time he's on, you know, he's out there on his social media. He got his kids with him. I think he really took off with this thing. Like, Definitely. Like, I mean, growing up, you know, I didn't have, you know, the best. My father wasn't the best father, so I told myself that I'm gonna be the best father that I can be, and I'm gonna be a ten times better father than the father that I had. And you know, me now having two kids, I have a daughter who's six, and I have a son who's one who'll be two in a couple of days. Um, October 3rd so 
it's I'm definitely trying my best and my hardest every single day to become the best father and the best role model that my kids can look up to. That's awesome. Well, speaking of your kids, happy birthday to your son coming hey. up. Happy birthday. Yeah, definitely excited about that. Um, but I think that while we're on the subject of kids itself, um, what are some lessons that you would pass on from your experience that you would pass on to your children? Um, it would definitely probably be um, the financial literacy part. Like I said, I missed that part um, when I was in college and I never took a, a um, financial literacy class, but I definitely would um, want and you know, try to push you know, younger people to try to you know, better their finances and, and try to attend a class where they can where they're able to have a little bit more knowledge and understanding of the value of money and credit and, and saving. I mean, and even now, myself, I try to install that into my into my kids just so, so in the future they can have a better situation of that. So your kid, you know, your child, and then maybe some youth from the neighborhood, right? Mm-hmm. They're like, yo, Tony, I want to I follow your footsteps. You know, I want to I want to get to those type of you know plateaus. What are some of the mis- you know misconceptions about reaching certain you know heights that you've been able to reach? You know, financial is one of them, but how about some a couple other? Cause I know, uh, for me, you know, I think it's also the people you keep around you. I think that's a really big one for myself. Is like I love everybody, I care about everybody, I got no problems with nobody. But at the end of the day, I'm going a certain way, and I just want people around me that's going to support my, me and my journey. So, what are some things like in that aspect that you give to your son and the next generation? Um, I mean, definitely, I would have to say education. I mean. I strongly believe, you know, we're nothing without an education. So I definitely push the education piece, but also I would um, uh, try to push, you know, be aware of who's around you, be aware of who your friends, be aware, you, be aware of what your what their goals are and what your goals are. You know, what I mean, try to have, you know, everyone's goals at least in the same path. You can't have, you know, opposite goals and opposite intentions. And y'all be in a close environment because someone's gonna gonna lack and someone's you know there's some resistance there. But if everyone's on the same page, and everyone has the same goal, then everyone will take off together. How about the uh, surroundings? Like when you're in a like say you're in a surrounding where everybody's kind of hanging out and you're that you're that guy. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know you're that guy. Right. It's like I gotta go. I gotta go practice. Or I gotta go to the library. How's that? I mean that that part is tough right there. I mean you have to be probably com- the toughest. Probably, part. definitely one of the toughest sure. because you have to be confident in yourself and you have to know and want to chase your dreams 100% because at the end of the day, it's hard to say no to your friends when everyone wants to do something mm-hmm. and you want to do something else. You know what I mean? Because when you want to do something else, they're calling your names, oh, you're a punk, don't do it. And it's tough to distance yourself from your friends when you have different goals and different paths. So definitely have to um, you know, be aware of, of your surroundings and got to have self-confidence and you know, believe in yourself. What advice do you have for, you know, youth that could be watching right now? So, you know, if we have any teens that are out there that are in these social circles and how do they have that discipline? You know, what what can they do if they find themselves in a room of folks that want to play? I mean, definitely I would advise, you know, take education serious. I mean, education is, in my opinion, is everything. Like I said before, you're nothing without it. You're everything with it. So definitely you got to take education serious. And like I said before, you have to surround yourself with great people. You have to so, surround yourself with people who's on the same level as you and who has the same intentions as you. I'm just kind of like, I'm a little shocked. You didn't say dribbling. 
<laughs> right, you didn't say you know practice the jump shot, but again, this is real, right. like yeah. because I think most people think it's the fl- it's the opposite way, right? right? You gotta get in the gym early morning, which I mean I think is part of it, right? I think they're gonna be able to do that anyways, mm-hmm. and I think they'll be able to learn from the Kobe Bryant as far as, far as like dedication in the gym and yourself, yeah, right? But I still get kind of like thrown off, like I would, but that's that, that's how touching that is to me. Is to is to you have an opportunity to speak about you know some of the misconceptions and what took you to get to where you are, and you haven't mentioned the basketball once. I haven't mentioned basketball because you can't play basketball without taking the education part serious. Mm. You have to take that part serious in order to be able to play basketball right. at the next level. You know what I mean? Like in high school, you're not going to be able to play ball if your grades are jacked. In middle school, you're not going to be able to play basketball if your grades are jacked. In college, you can't play basketball if your high school grades was were jacked up, your middle school grades were jacked up. So in order to play ball you have to take education serious and you have to you know it's mental performance it's Absolutely. mental performance on Absolutely. the court like it's mental performance, performance when you know it comes to schooling Absolutely. as well you really have to be a, sh- a sharp shooter Absolutely. So and, and I think, yeah and I it's agree. like you know there are a lot of common misconceptions like people you know wake up one day and they're just like i really want to take basketball seriously but what are some of those things that mainstream media may not really show in terms of what it's really like I mean, it's tough, you know what I mean? Like, it's tough to, you know, go to school every day, be on time, and study for hours, and read these books. and Get injured, I mean, right. that's got to be yeah, tough. Risk right? of injury. Risk of injury, I mean, it's tough to give 100% at anything you do, and, um, and then not be some sort of failure or some sort of resistance there. So you just got to be... Be tough and be confident in yourself and give your all and no matter what you do. What would you say to someone that is in a situation where they're about to give up? Oh, definitely. Um, don't give up. You know, keep fighting. And you got to understand, you know what I mean? Tough times are for now. You know I mean? You get through those tough times and then it's a light. You know what I mean? So any resistance you have, just keep fighting, keep pushing. And um, definitely it, uh, um, the, load will get, the load will lighten up and you know, um, things will definitely get better. Jack raised you. Uh, you know, supported you as well. Uh, John supported you. Uh, I'm going to hit you with a good one. So John mm-hmm. supported you. He helped you out a whole lot. You know, your grandmother was there for you. And Absolutely. she stepped up and delivered a home run, right? But in order to do that, he did a lot of things for them. It's, you know, vice versa. How was that moment when your jersey got retired? Um, Were they there? When when uh, my jersey went up from my retirement, Jack wasn't there. John Jackson. But they were all watching. They, they all got all a video. watching. They were all positive. That, that, that moment was huge. Like I said, that's a, that's a huge honor. You know what I mean? For for me to have be inducted to the uh, Rob Morris Hall of Fame, that means like I'm one of the best players or considered one of the greatest players to ever come through Robert Morris University. And that's that's an honor in itself. That's amazing. I mean, to be named or among one of the greatest in anything you do is great. That's a great amazing. accomplishment. So... That that was huge, and you know, I'm sure they know just. Those were the words that they gave you. Um, you know, just don't give up, keep fighting, and um, you know, they were there anytime I needed them. I just picked up the phone and called them. So you know, when when I when my jersey got got retired and I was inducted to the Hall of Fame, a part of them was too. Right. You know what I mean? Because they are they helped me become who um who I was on the court. They, they were definitely responsible for some of my a lot of my um. Accolades and achievement on the court and off the court as well. My grandmother. Oh, my grandmother. That's the rock. I mean, <laughs> oh, man. Emotional. Oh, man. Tears. She, she was there. She was there. She definitely tears, cried. Man. She was definitely. She was there. She definitely cried. She was um emotional. She was happy. 
she was um you know a million a million um emotions all in one and like I said she was there she was proud she was um excited as well as you know she was a lot um she was very emotional right that's awesome. I'm super glad that you shared that story because, you know, family support is a big part of everything that we do. And when you have that support system, when you are exhausted and, and you know, putting in all of this time and effort into a goal is awesome. I agree. So, I, I agree. Really that's glad so, you shared that with us. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's, that's, I feel like I should feel, I should um, share that and give that back to, to the community and to the people who, um, who are going through, you know, some of the things that I went through. And like I said, education is huge. I keep going back to education because I think it's important. I think it's important. Like I said, I'm one of the only, I'm one of my only friends that graduate from college. I'm the first person in my family to graduate college. So, I mean, I, Even bigger applause. So education is huge. Thank you. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. So I'm going to wrap up real quick, if that's okay with you guys. You know, for me, I, I literally, like, this is the reason why we do Lifted. I think he's another shining example of why we do it. Um, for all the young people watching, for anybody else watching, I hope you've gained something out of this. You know, anybody can do well. You know, I think Tony's circumstances was what it was, a circumstance early on. And he just, he didn't let that, you know, stop him. He reached out to others and others reached out to him. He had a, he had a you know, village of supporters and some instrumental supporters Definitely. to help him get to where he was. So, you know, for me, it's that's what life's about. It's about learning from others, about giving back some of the information that he was able to attain through your gifts that the powers that we gave you, you know? So for me, I want to thank you again for coming on. Um, I understand that we were a little late today. My bad. <laughs> thank you for having Keeping me. Keeping it honest, man. Keeping it honest. We're going to be honest. Um, and then, yeah, um, where can they find you on your social media if you want to be reached? Um, I'm on Facebook. My name's Tony Lee. Um, you can hit me up there. Um, that's probably it. You know I mean? I'm throughout the community. I'm in, I'm in, um, I'm in the city. I'm always giving back to the community. I'm always, you know, helping out. And I'm, you know, I'm here if you need me. Shout out to grandma. Shout out to grandma. <laughs>